Hello, my name is Gabrielle Badbol and you are listening to the World Tour podcast of Cybersecurity Experts. The first series is dedicated to women in cybersecurity. In this series, I talk to women in cybersecurity who have a great impact on this community and make this industry more inclusive. Today, I'm talking with Anouk Vos. Anouk is founder of Revnext, a strategy consultancy firm in technology-driven strategies in Netherlands and chairman of Cyber Workplace, a non-profit initiative that helps reduce the current shortage of cybersecurity experts in the labor market. She will talk to us about Cyber Workplace and how to help reduce the shortage of cybersecurity experts and share her views of cybersecurity as a former diplomat. We decided to have an experiment and start a cyber workplace, which is a workplace, a non-school, as we, we like to call it, in which we welcome uh, hacking talent, young hackers. You can follow her on LinkedIn, go to cyberworkplace.tech or revnext.nl. To support this podcast and continue to hear about cybersecurity experts, follow me on social media or subscribe to this blog, Gabriel B. .fr slash blog or subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can also comment it and share it. World Tour Podcast of Cybersecurity Experts Series 1, Episode 2. So, hello and thanks for accepting my invitation to this podcast. Uh, we are in Rotterdam for the Cyber Heroes Weekend. Uh, can you introduce this event and tell us what it is? Uh, well, of course. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yes, we are now in the middle of a very special project and it's called the Cyber Heroes Week. And the Cyber Heroes Week is an exchange, a one-week exchange between students from uh, New Mexico, uh, the state of New Mexico. They are from Albuquerque, the city of Española, and from the Navajo Reserve. Um, and they are, uh, they are coders. They've been training um, in, in coding for quite some time and they have been trained by an organization, local organization called Cultivating Coders. Um, and 10 of those students, they are, uh, they've flown all the way over the pond uh, to the Netherlands and they are now doing an introductionary course into ethical hacking with the students of uh, my organization, which is the Cyber Workplace in, in Rotterdam. And uh, the whole purpose behind this program is to, um, well, there are, there are several purposes. I mean, it, it is to, to introduce the world of ethical hacking, cybersecurity to these uh, American students, but also to help change the current bad reputation that ethical hackers have in the, in the U.S. Um, and especially after, you know, the, uh, the last election in, in, uh, in the United States. Uh, the, the common uh, association with hackers is criminals. Uh, so for these students to come here and to uh, indulge themselves you know, in, in what's something that we've been doing in Western Europe for quite some time, uh, the whole concept of ethical hacking is quite revolutionary. It's even more revolutionary if you consider the fact that their tickets and their hotel uh, bills have been paid by the US Embassy in the Netherlands. Uh, so it's actually State Department that's uh, willing to give them this opportunity. Okay. Thank you. So, can you tell us more about Cyber Workplace, as you mentioned it before, uh, and why you why you created this place? Uh, of course, yeah. Uh, Cyber Workplace is a, a concept. It was an idea that was originally built out of frustration. 
And uh, the frustration was threefold. Um, there was a frustration because in the Netherlands we see, uh, we saw and we still see a rise of um, uh, vacancies for cybersecurity specialists, uh, IT security specialists, ethical hackers. Everybody's looking for them. Everybody needs them, whether it's the government or, or companies. Um, but if you look at these vacancies, uh, what strikes me is that they are always looking for these university school um, security specialists. Um, and that kind of makes uh, no sense to me because um, this is exactly why they can't find them. Uh, and this comes to my second point of frustration, which is the current schooling system in which people, children or students, they are starting to learn how to code, um, but not secure code. So security isn't part of the curriculum yet. Um, and when security is part of the curriculum, almost all investments into cybersecurity education, they are being made into universities. Um, and they're not looking for more applied science or more down-to-earth uh, operational uh, schooling uh, for, for students that want to work in IT um, or, want, or want to be a security specialist. So that brings me to point three uh, of my frustration is I've been working with hackers for over well, 11 years now. And the best hackers, ethical hackers that I know of, they didn't get any education at all. Uh, they are self-taught, um, which makes sense because there is no school really for them. Uh, but they are creative minds uh, that have really taught themselves how to uh, you know, be best in, in, in the field that they are active in. Um, so if you consider these three things, you have a huge mismatch between what the, the vacancies uh, between education and, and the youngsters that are out there. Um, so um, based on the frustration uh, about this, um, me and two other uh, women, we decided to have an experiment and start the Cyber Workplace, which is a workplace, a non-school, as we, we like to call it, in which we welcome uh, hacking talent, young hackers, uh, high school dropouts, for example, that, that are interested in security and in um, doing hack, ethical hacking research, but they can't find that in school, but also, you know, gaming addicts um, and, and, and amateur hackers. So we bring them together, um, and it's completely non-profit, uh, so there's no tuition fee. Uh, and within the cyber workplace, they uh, they get training, they get schooling, there are workshops. We also pay a lot of attention on the ethical side. You know, we, we teach them ethics. Uh, we work with, with uh, police enforcement or with uh, public prosecutors, lawyers, to tell them, you know, this is the current legal landscape in which we're operating. Um, so we give those types of schooling, and then we hand out, um, when we think that somebody's really ma been making progress, we hand them out uh, certificates. And we're not an official school, so it's the Cyber Workplace Certificate, but this certificate is getting to get a, a, a better reputation now. So, and this is where the end goal is, that we have these kids that are uh, well out of the, the the normal system of schooling and work uh, they come in they get trained they get their certificates um, and they get internships and jobs so that's uh, that's their, our final goal and uh, what we do is we we create the 21st century for workforce uh, because uh, well our society is not doing it mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay. yeah so with this creation of cyber workplace and like your experience, uh, what would be your dream project for the safety of internet? <laughs> um, 
Hmm. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> difficult question. Um, sometimes, you know, if, if, it's, if it's a real dream, uh, I would like to start anew with the internet. I mean, uh, I've often wondered why we consider you know, the, the cyber domain or the internet domain uh, the fifth domain, you know, next to airspace, uh, land and sea. Um, so the, the fifth domain is supposedly the cyber domain. And I think that's just bullshit. Um, because this is a man-made domain. Yeah. This is uh, it's not a, a static domain like the other ones are, uh, and it's a domain in which you know uh, public or private companies, I mean, are are in charge. So it's not something unlike you know uh, the roads or, or the yeah. seas that. So would you say like uh, mapping the cyberspace is something pointless to do? Or? Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Personal opinion, yeah. and so when um, uh, when you, you ask me, you know, what's my dream? I mean, I would really start anew. I mean, we all know that the internet was not yeah, built, as, yeah, yeah, wasn't built as a safe place, um, and and yet, I mean, the internet has been around for well, over thirty years now. Um, we are constantly seeing more and more problems come in, and still we have this idea that. Um, it can't be changed because it's there, like it's, it's something fixed. Mm. And I'm, I'm sometimes a bit frustrated. I see the lack of creativity. That if we have something that's so influential and so important to us, why not, you know, redesign it? Yeah. Um, but if we have this constant fixture in our head that this is a domain, something that's out there that is bigger than ourselves, I think that we are limiting ourselves. So, th but this is like a personal dream, and if I'm um, answering your question by thinking it from a cyber workplace perspective, I think I would like to build on uh, upon what we're doing now. So with the Cyber Heroes project, um, at the end of this week we've got 10 students from the US going back to New Mexico and having learned about ethical hacking and I've heard them already there, want to set up their own hack labs there, uh, they want to work um, with local companies there, with local police, they want to you know, apply everything they've learned and they want to change the, the um, the, rep, the reputation of, of ethical hackers in the US. And I really would like to see you know, them acting as, as ambassadors for what we're doing here. And then, uh, yeah, let them change the world. <laughs> um, also, could you tell us what brought you to cybersecurity in the first place? Like what uh, younger Anouk uh, <laughs> find nice in cybersecurity that attracting? Um, well, as a young girl, I wanted to be everything but, I think, uh, uh, you know, a security specialist. I think I wanted to be a psychiatrist, but uh, something went wrong <laughs> along my <laughs> career path. Um, now I was trained to be a diplomat, um, and so I studied international relations, and then afterwards I studied international development studies, and my first job was uh, at the uh, Netherlands Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and my first posting was uh, for the security department that worked on um, all sorts of NATO uh, policies. And I was quite young um, when, um, I think it was 2007, when I, uh, I, was I was up the office and suddenly there was this call um, from somebody within NATO saying, there's something horribly going uh, wrong. Um, we've got Estonia and Estonia is under cyber attack. And I can remember so vividly, you know, sitting in the office with these old diplomats and they're looking at me and they say, I know you're the youngest one here, you've got the newest phone. 
so you probably know what cyber attacks are, <laughs> and I didn't. Um, but then that was like the biggest opportunity that I got because um, all my colleagues, uh, specifically at the time, so I think I kind of lucked out. They were a lot older than I was, and they were busy, and they just said, you know dive into this subject, find out all you can and, and work with it and, and give us some good feedback on, you know, on the landscape, what, what's going on, um, what are we uh, up against. Um, and so from from the, the, uh, yeah, the Netherlands uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs, onwards, I got the time and the opportunity to, to really well, self-educate and I was hooked. I mean, everything that I known before everything I knew about you know international law the role of diplomats the role of the military but also the uh, the way the public private partnerships work the power of companies everything I knew about you know the way <laughs> the world is organized it was turned upside down when I started to realize what what uh, cyber attacks were um, and and what was happening uh, all around and from that moment on, I just knew I can't be a diplomat anymore. I mean, <laughs> I need to, uh, I need to look into this. So, uh, yeah, for the last what is it, twelve years, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm getting to my last question, which is, uh, could you give your own definition of cybersecurity? <laughs> I knew that question was coming, and I've been <laughs> thinking about it ever since I'm sit sitting here, and it's still a difficult one. Um, I know that the the Netherlands, um, sorry, the Netherlands National Cybersecurity Center, they have been uh, debating this issue for a couple of years before they came up with their own definition. And their definition is that uh, cybersecurity is protecting yourself from uh, intention, uh, in yeah. Uh, attacks with intent uh, against uh, your systems uh, and the computers and uh, everything around it. Just very broad definition. Um, and I think it is important to make this differentiation between what what uh, people might say call happy little accidents, you know, lack of uh, patching or. Uh, you know, just stupid mistakes in in, in, in cybersecurity versus these deliberate attacks. Um, but I think that was my answer a couple of years ago because now I'm kind of doubting this again because everything that the media calls great big attacks are very often happy little accidents. Mm -hmm. um, so even, I think, what is it, two years ago, you had the attack um, that's what the media said on the port of, of Rotterdam, uh, and, it, and presumably by Russians. And then, having you know looked into the case, there was something going on between the Russians and the Ukrainians, and uh, because there were some uh, very uh, outdated, not updated computers in Rotterdam, we were collateral damage. Uh, is that an attack on Rotterdam? Hmm. Doubt it. Um, so. It's, it's kind of difficult to, to make this differentiation. I'm, I'm still struggling with it, <laughs> basically. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we're done, so thank you very much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for being part of the Cyber Heroes program as well. <laughs> <laughs>